Welcome to Save As Ability, a podcast to educate and inform you about disability employment issues. My name is David Darkangelo, and I'm your disability policy expert. Hey everybody, how you doing? It's David Darkangelo back with you for another episode of Save As Ability. Today we're going to be talking about essential functions of the job. Yeah, essential functions of the job are written into Title I of the Americans with Disabilities Act or Title I of the ADA. So, but before we do that, just want to give a quick plug for these pins that we're doing. If anybody wants a pin, just please put in the comments that you've gotten something out of the episode so that we can know uh, we're doing the right thing here. Put in some ideas for us for future episodes and we'll send you a button while supplies last. All right, so here we go to the essential job functions, or some people say the essential job duties or the essential functions of the job. Sometimes that language is in different forms. Uh, I like to go by the ADA itself, and uh, really that's found, those that guidance to me is best found on things like Ask Jan, which is the official governmental site, Ask Jan, is a project of the Office of Disability Employment Policy uh, at the U.S. Department of Labor. So uh, to me, they, they refer to everything as the essential functions of the job, but back at the Massachusetts Office on Disability, sometimes we'd call it the essential job duties. But really what we're talking about is if you can picture the posting in an advertisement for a job, whether that be online or in the newspaper, or you see it somewhere, or you come across it on LinkedIn or somewhere else, Invariably, there'll be a set of duties like, you know, must be able to type 70 words a minute or, you know, keyboard 70 words a minute or something to that effect. And there'll be a list of those. Well, those essential functions of the job are really what we're talking about when it comes time to be able to accommodate a person with a disability. And oftentimes those essential job functions then make it into Uh, job descriptions. So remember, the ADA indicates that companies or organizations with 15 or more employees have the responsibility of observing Title I employment, Title I of the ADA. And so these are the types of entities that we're talking about here. Larger, they tend to be larger employers and larger employers are going to tend to have HR departments with job descriptions that are pretty well defined. So really that's kind of the basis of where we're coming at most of this today talking about it. And so it starts with things like the job posting itself. And in fact, the EEOC, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, which it's their responsibility to enforce Title I of the ADA, have in the occasion when an employer doesn't have a job description for the job, they will actually look at the posting and say, well, what did you advertise? What were the expectations of the job there? And there's much case law and and rulings that they've had on that and uh, both regulatory wise, but some that have gone to court and decisions and things like that that have been made as well. So why is this so important? Well, this is so important because in order to be able to have a level playing field, a fair playing field, for everybody, for not just people with disabilities, but everybody in the organization, we've, you know, the employer, it's in the best interest of the employer and the employee to have an expectation and to be accountable for what their job is, you know? And so the way to do that is to have these 
essential job functions laid out very well in a job description to me, something that you can measure against periodically to be able to say, hey, you're making your progress here. And, you know, what get what gets measured gets done. And that's, you know, you're taking it out of some subjective thing and you're making an objective exercise that is a data driven exercise. I think that's a good thing. You may have recently heard a dust up about this. Actually, Elon Musk and Mark Cuban got into it a little bit about like a larger DEI conversation. And I don't know if they realized they were bringing in uh, people with disabilities, but really the, the, the rationale, like the legal rationale, the basis for these essential job functions is a very important aspect of Title I of the Americans with Disabilities Act. To me, it lends total credence to it because what it's essentially saying is, yes, you, this, these are merit-based. This is, this is, you've got to be able to perform here. Now, the interactive process and accommodations are for the times when we need to craft or we need to make sure that uh, the person with the disability isn't being discriminated against by the essential job functions, you know, like. Uh, sometimes it's inadvertently done with old postings. An example I'd use is when I first joined state government, some of the postings that the Human Resources Division had in uh, many of the stock uh, job descriptions that were out on their employment site or uh, that were advertised had things like you must be able to lift 60 pounds and you must be able to have a Massachusetts driver's license. Well, that may have been true. When those, those may have been necessary requirements when they were put in 40 years ago or 50 years ago. But since then, the job has evolved where you don't need to lift any pounds or, you know, you don't even need to drive at all. You might need just a valid ID. So, you know, making sure that we're keeping our job descriptions up to date so we're not unintentionally screening out. Because, of course, we'd never want to intentionally screen out people with disabilities. We've been over this. Sometimes people with disabilities are going to be your best employees. That's why we're here talking about inclusion and people with disabilities. We're trying to bring them in because we know that everybody has talent. So back to the essential job functions that we were talking about. And uh, Mr. Musk and Mr. Cuban, where they were trying to talk about it was, again, you've got to be able to do the essential functions of the job. But that can't, we can't be moving the goalposts on that either. So really to be proactive, what we want to do is we want to be having regular dialogue, not only with the employees, but internally management to make sure that these job descriptions and the essential functions of the job are reflecting what is actually being performed by the employee. Okay. It seems rudimentary, but believe me, uh, I think we've gone over this. The EEOC data indicates that people with disabilities are among the most discriminated and when you go to find the cause of that, oftentimes it's failure to accommodate. I think that's the number one charge statistic in uh, discrimination of people with disabilities in the workforce. Well, what is failure to accommodate? Oftentimes that's a person that's been working at a job and for some reason there's a, now a piece of their job that they're not able to do as well as they may have done previously or that's come to light for whatever reason. And Really, as an employer and the employee, you want to make sure you have a good dialogue going there, that interactive process is going there. So you're not all of a sudden six months into it realizing, well, wait a minute, you can't do these essential job functions. Or 
we know that people with disabilities, the largest group of people with disabilities to be able to come into disability are aging into disability. So if you've worked at a place for a significant period of time and you're now aging into a disability where, you know, if there's 10 things in your job and you're crushing eight of them and you can do them well, and you used to be able to do all 10, used to be able to crush all 10. But now because of your disability, you're having a difficulty with like two of those functions. Well, the employer has, you know, good time invested in that employee. You don't want to lose the employee and the employee doesn't likes their job and doesn't want to leave the job. So it's in everybody's best interest there to be able to accommodate that and be able to craft or, uh, you know, work with those essential job functions to see if they can be tweaked or, you know, maybe other duties can be picked up as some other duties go off to somebody else in the organization. So all different ways of making sure that we're accommodating people with disabilities and that we're working uh, to be inclusive and have people with disabilities in our organizations because we know they have talent. We know they have ability. All of us do. We're all in various states of ability. So wanted to talk to you today a little bit about that. Again, please like, comment, share, give us some ideas. We'll send you a button, one of these various states of ability buttons. But I'm fired up. Let's go. Let's get people and people with disabilities involved in your organizations. It's David D'Archangelo, Save Visibility. We'll see you next time. I hope you have a great day. For more information about disability employment issues, please visit our website, disabilityemploymentsolutions.com. The Save As Ability podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, our YouTube channel at Disability Policy Expert, or wherever you stream your podcasts. Subscribe, stream, rate, and review our shows. Your ratings and reviews help our show reach new audiences. Produced by Pod Pro Entertainment. Save As Ability lives within a network of podcasts located at podproentertainment.com. Hashtag the new radio. Again, my name is David D'Archangelo, and I'm your disability policy expert. Until next time, thank you. I hope you have a great day. <laughs>